and all these people are like, yeah, 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 cool. I was like, fucking hell, there's Eric Dresson. I worked in factories growing up, Isaac, and I thought that that was what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life, really. It's, it's really what I pitch. Like, I'm, I'm working my ass off pitching to these brands. They're a very international sort of brand. So, you, you know, there's like five dudes in the UK and a couple of dudes in Japan, a couple of dudes in Canada. So it's, it's all over the place, really. It's like my artwork is out there on underneath kids' feet. Welcome to the Gratitude Attitude Show. I'm your host, Isaac Ramos. Let's be thankful for being able to use our minds and bodies to express ourselves. We want to find ways to help each other to cultivate a gratitude mindset. The Gratitude Attitude Show will speak with some creative people on how they find ways to stay positive and keep themselves moving ahead. The Gratitude Attitude Show is brought to you by Peace Sports. Peace Sports is about spreading positive messages. We are inspired by people and their passions. We believe you need to move your body to keep your mind healthy. Follow us on Instagram at peace.sports or online at peacesports.org. Music by Georgia. In this episode, we speak with Mark Foster, better known as Foss, the art director of Heroin Skateboards. I've known Foss's artwork and his track record for sponsoring the unexpected, but after this chat, it's qualities like hard work and perseverance that come to mind most. Foss shared with us stories about his art, what it takes to design skateboards, and how he enjoys the California mountains. Cool, man. Well, welcome to the show, Mark Foster Foss. Hi, everybody. Uh, you're orig- I mean, originally from England, and northern England. Northern but, uh, England. But you're from yeah. li- live Los Angeles area, or are you locked up in the cabin now? Yeah, I'm up near Big Bear. I'm in a little town called Green Valley Lake. Like the Unabomber style, or is it big? How big is it? Is it it's not a shack. I mean, it looks livable. It's not. It's not. It's nice. It's Everyone's like, I, I'm like, oh, I've got a cabin. And everyone's like, dude, I've seen Evil Dead. And I'm like, no, it's not like that. <laughs> And they think of you too. They think of your interest, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like a three bedroom like cabin. It's really beautiful and we love it. And there's our fireplace and yeah, I don't awesome. know. It's just it's just really cool. It's just a nice little getaway. And now you got the Wi Fi. That's that's gonna now lock you in the there. Wi-Fi. We didn't have it for five years. Man, well Foss, I wanted to have it on the show because you know, I, I always enjoy your art and most important I mean your design work, but also just that you always put on some very interesting people. You always are supporting uh, interesting people uh somehow it seems and uh you know, skaters or you know other people to promote their thing. Um so I always yeah. think that's very cool. Um one thing it seems like, you know, I don't know if you use the word, but you seem to like DIY or doing it yourself kind of ethos or you know, you always find ways to fill gaps. Um, is that something you'd like to think about or is that something that it was just part of your life from the beginning? It was just part of my life from the beginning, really. It was, um, I mean, when I first started my board brand, I was like spraying boards in my backyard because we couldn't um, afford to have like a five silk screen board, you know, five screens. So I was like making stencils and spraying them and then I'd send them to the printer and they'd do the final like one color screen on it. Um, so it's always something that I've been doing, you know, and doing zines and things like that. Um, and then it's nice that a lot more people are do, doing DIY stuff at skate spots. Like yeah. I, you know, 
I first started putting down like cement about 20 years ago in places, but yeah. um, it's nice that a lot of people have sort of taken, picked that up and ran with it, you know? I mean, by championing Barrier Coal and, you know, Deer Man, I think you've even helped push that out there. I mean, a lot of your videos show so much of that little, hey, if it's not there, make it, you know, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I love what those guys are doing. And it was, um, it, it was really inspiring. I just get, I just get stoked that I can support people that inspire me, really, Isaac. Yeah. It's like, oh, these guys are rad. Oh, I wonder if that guy Deer Man would want to ride for us. So. Yeah, it was just it just kind of works, you know. Like those guys in the Osaka Daggers, and it's, there's all these like sort of oddball crews all over the world, and it's uh, it's nice that I get to sort of promote them a little bit. To merge them, yeah, what, link them together somehow through your interests. Do, do you think? Do you see it as a gap? I mean, or do you just kind of like you know, or do you see like, oh, I don't see this in the place, or is it more just like I'm just going to do it myself no matter what because that's how I do it appeals to me really i don't really care about uh, you know this needs to be on the worldwide scale or anything like that it's just like oh man i get a kick out of these guys these these are doing it a a bit differently so it's just that appeals to me and that's like what i what i like sort of want to support really yeah I like to think of DIY as anarchy. I mean, that's how I like to, that's the original anarchy because you're not, you don't not need a waiter around for anybody to to sell it to you. You're just going to do it, you know, that's how I like. And so I think that's some thread through all your stuff. It's people who are irreverent, but they're not waiting around to be sold something. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I do want to talk, I mean, I used to listen to your show, Foss FM. That was a great, you're a radio host of yourself. You got a voice. You miss doing yeah. that? Um, yeah, that was a fun thing. It was funny because as soon as I sort of stepped off the plane when I moved to America, Odell was like, oh, you should do the ultimate radio show. And I was like, yeah, okay, I could do that. Like, really? I don't know anything about radio and or anything. They were like, yeah, but you've got an accent, so you, you could do it. <laughs> the ultimate thing. But then uh, Soltech, as you know, they were like, oh, dude, what are you doing? You can't, like, upload, like, songs. Oh, yeah you're going to get in trouble for licensing. So they pulled it pretty quick and it was so much fun that I just ended up carrying on with it. I mean, the different stuff I see you promote, I mean, you're not shy with showing your your references though, Tom Waits, Nick Cave, but crust music, crust style. Uh, I mean, do you find all these things, is it like authentic authenticity that you look for? Is that something that you're like, you want to have authentic characters like that you, that you are inspire you? I think, I think, Authentic, yeah. I just think it's um, I just, I, I don't know really. It's just the people that I'm like, oh, this this guy rules, you know. And it's like, the authenticity is just something that um, is almost secondary because of the what they produce and their and their um, you know. I just get so excited about it. Really, I don't really think about that stuff. Okay, interesting. You know, but but it just happens that they are really the real deal you know? yeah some people have that strong ethos where they're like no way it's got to be this this and this and they got the the check marks and you know and especially when it's nostalgia based it doesn't seem like this all is nostalgia for you no i just it's just stuff that i get genuinely stoked on and it can be you know and some stuff people aren't gonna think is cool like i'm i listen to a lot of like weird shit and like you know and i on my show i'll play it you know yeah. i'll be like Oh yeah, hey, you want to listen to some J-pop? Oh, you want to listen to some black metal? You know, it's like, it's all mixed up. Um, but it's just, um, 
I don't know if it, yeah, maybe it is authenticity or maybe it's just like how I heard it, you know? Is the covers, the album covers join up with that since you're a visual kind of person? Do you, is the cover like you get, you sit there looking at it, you're a vinyl person? Yeah. Uh, I've got a bunch of vinyls sat yeah. behind right here. But does that, I mean, I love the covers and that's, I get so into certain bands because of the covers too. Oh, look at that. Yeah, some soul, some new stuff. Blue Radleys, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were great, huh? Yeah. Um, it's not really, yeah, actually, I don't know. I, I sort of, um, I do have a, a, a vinyl, but it was like, I never had any money growing up, Isaac. I always, like, I was working in factories to get money to buy skateboards and shoes. Yeah. So um, vinyl was like, I, I, I would buy one album every sort of two years, really. It, was, mm. it wasn't really something that, and then when, when sort of everything went digital, I was like, oh, I can listen to anything now. That's what I love. I love. I love the digital Spotify. I mean, I get the subscriptions. It's so fun. Well, I, I, you know, I have about, I don't know, about 50 records back there. And it's, it's just stuff that people have sent me or that oh, yeah. I've, like, I've gone, damn, I really need that Wu Life album, you know, for my, for my reference. So I've got that, you know. Man, I'm sure it sounds good in the cabin. A little wood, a little wood echo there. Something. Exactly. I listen to a lot of blues up here. Um, Fat Possum were nice enough to send me a bunch of records. We traded them for some vinyl. So, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they, I've got a big fat stack of like these old blues records. Talk about a record that's a label that's been around and t- stood the test of time. I mean, these guys are putting out stuff 30 years now, probably. I know. It's great. It's, it's really, they, they're an impressive label for sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about putting out records? Did you ever do vinyls yourself? Um, no, um, I was in a band in, in London in like the early 2000s and we, we were trying to put out vinyl. Like I was happy to just put out like MP3s and CDs, but they were all like these like Japanese kids and they were all like, no, true punk rock has to be seven inch. Like, of course, um, yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. That's like, those check boxes I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, so, that people need to meet. So I, I don't know. I mean, nah, it's, I, you know, I'm so busy with everything else. Yeah. Every 90 days I've got a, a skateboard, like 10 skateboard graphics deadline and, you know. Um, and you're freelance. I mean, that's, I, I'm impressed that people do love to uh, soak up that, so that FOSS energy, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like people, you know, I'm sure these brands find you interesting because you have these interests and all different diverse interests. But like, um, do, you, do you think that these brands come to you at a certain time in their journey when they're like, oh, okay, now I need something like a FOSS? Or is it, do you have relationship with these guys and their long-term like planning? From an outside perspective, it seems like, oh man, Element needs a little bit of heat. Let's bring in FOSS for a moment. I don't know. Dude, I feel like they could do some heat i've been trying to do some graphics for them for like two years now no okay. one even gets them anymore. yeah it's weird it's it's really what i pitch okay. like i'm i'm working my ass off pitching to these brands it's never you know except i did a death wish board this year and that was like hey we need a board like like right now and i was like yeah i got you okay so i ended up like that was a good one but a lot of the time it's me pitching to them. Hmm. And Foss, I, I mean, with when you brought out those, uh, I think you, I like the energy of the handwork and all the graph design, of course you did. That was the first place I think I came across your work um, with Ultima and just heroin handwork. I saw the lettering, cause I'm a lettering fan. I love fonts and typography. Um, yeah. But 
you know, then when I saw the cabin drawings and other stuff you do, I mean, you, you know, you got chops. You you actually, you know, you are you do other arts as well. And I mean, watercolors, things like that. You have a skilled background. Uh, I, I feel like you got to keep pushing yourself, yeah. you know. Like you can't just like rest on your laurels. Oh, people like my handwriting. Okay, I'm just going to do that. No, it's like, it's not even, it wouldn't even be interesting to me if I was just doing that. So you've got to, you've got to push yourself. Like, I feel like I push myself quite a lot. You um, do, I think so. I, it shows. Awesome, you know? Yeah, I like that new series, the way it went from even canvas to deck. Um, that was interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. What, I mean, what makes a skateboard such a good thing to put art on? I mean, you, you're, you're fine to put it on a canvas or anything, but a skateboard is where you spend most of your time thinking. But, um, but what's your opinion? I hear you. It's, um, it's, well, it's interesting to me because people, people are like, oh, do you do like street art? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I don't do any of that. It's like, yeah. um, it's like my artwork is out there on underneath kids' feet. Yeah, you know, and at skate parks and in the in the streets that way. So I don't really feel like I need to be like writing my name up everywhere and, and whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was the, it. Was it was something I always wanted to do with skateboard graphics, obviously. And I it took me a long time to get the guts to do it and to start pitching to people and to even have the confidence to do it really. So now that you know, I've I've done a few. I've got a few under my belt. Um, it's it's just it seems like the most real thing to me, even though it's like, it's a temporary thing. It'll be in this, it'll be in the store where you'll be able to buy that board for a month or three months and then it's gone. And then kids will have it or people will skate it and then it'll be gone. And then somebody will have one because they hang hung on to it and it'll be like sort of cataloged in the, in the sort of history of skateboarding. Yeah somehow maybe but um i don't know it's just you like that temporary usage or you like that there is some type of a fastness to it that got to come out yeah. or um, yeah, there is. what about that shape i mean are you limited by that shape i mean the canvas that it is i mean i mean i know you do other work but you want to talk about being limited to talk about fucking wheels oh yeah there's nothing on there dude there's nothing it's like the, the middle thing's 25 mil and then that outer is four millimeters smaller than your wheel so if you're doing a 41 if you're doing a 51 mil wheel it's got to be 47 the outer and 51 and it's so you've got micro little to work with you know yeah and things don't shrink down very well you have to draw it at that kind of, i mean you maybe draw it double size but yeah hmm. what if, i mean then you start respecting someone like spitfire who's come up with ways to reinvent uh, the wheel as a product or as a canvas Man, there's some bad wheel graphics out there. I'll tell Def- you. Like, definitely. <laughs> like, Spitfire are good, and they do. They've done what they done. They do, and they make really good wheels. And um, but yeah, they've sort of perfected the art of like getting the graphic on the wheel. But half the people out there put like, oh, let's do let's do this on a wheel, and they'll cut the majority of the graphic out. Oh yeah, in the center. Yeah. So lazy. I'm just like, oh come on, that looks so bad dude it's like, hard lazy on this one they're definitely hard i've done a few wheel layouts and it's a challenge that is for sure it's tough it really is you to get it on that really thin line that goes all the way around and then to have to have the information like the name and oh, the yeah. <laughs> and the, you know or the size it's it's tough so that's why you stuck with the boards you don't do too many wheels i mean it's tough 
no, I we we've done real sort of for twenty years, but it's like it just became something that wasn't worth doing because we're three Baker boys. Um, the margins on it are really, really tiny. Yeah. You know, if I want to give a set of wheels to a team rider, I have to sell like five sets. It's it's not really worth that it. That don't work, yeah. 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 It's it's a tough game. It's what, a, it's do you like game. that business side of skateboarding, Foss, or do you like to you like the kind of I mean, do you try to stay out of it a little bit? I mean, what's good question. The... See, I'm I'm pretty hands off with it because yeah. the deal I have with Baker Boys is they do all the sales and I just do the fun stuff. I mm-hmm. do the graphics and the team stuff and the ads and all that, and I don't have to get involved in any of that business bullshit. Well, they're lucky to have somebody who could balance all those things in some way. I mean, that's a that's a lot of hats to wear for you know, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, I guess it is, and I think that's why it works as well. Because yeah. I have done sales. I've done, you know, I you I understand to, it. Um, yeah. Do you like going direct to the skate? I mean, I guess since it's not really you, but do you like? I mean, you do have a lot more direct connection. But since you're not handling the sales, I mean, some of the stuff you're doing, do you like going direct or do you like going with the shops? Do you, I mean, I guess you don't either deal with either much, huh? I don't deal with any of it. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Don't. I, mean, I like I like it when people are like, "Oh, hey, like I'm on your site. When's this board coming out?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I can check that for you." <laughs> I like I like that interaction with people, and I think I think it's cool that people are seeking after my stuff now. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's a nice place to be at. Um, but, but I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything to do with the sales to the shops. That's good. I mean, you, no tours right now. Nothing like this. Heroin's not That's, really a big tour brand to take the kids out. Sure thing. And it was, it's tough because everybody's all over the world. We're a very international sort of brand. So, you, you know, there's like five dudes in the UK and yep. a couple of dudes in Japan, a couple of dudes in Canada. So it's, it's all over the place, really. So it doesn't really work for tours and things like that. Videos it works for. Of course. Yeah. Then you get a lot of cool textures, a lot of cool spots that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. That's for sure. Matt, what about uh, women in skateboarding? I don't see any, I mean, I hate to put you on the spot, but have you guys have flow team? Anybody you guys, uh, any, has that ever come around heroin? It's really funny that you should say that because um, somebody like called me out on it the other day. They were like, tagged me like, why aren't there any girls on your team? And I'm like, well, well, uh, we just haven't found the right one. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, and, I don't, I don't like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine having this conversation. Absolutely. And I've always supported um, women skateboarding. I've sponsored like, like all women, like skate jams and yeah. events. Like that. Um, but don't unnecessarily call people, try and call people out, especially if they're your allies, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of silly to me. Yeah. I don't like that. That's yeah. like picking, that's like picking a fight, but I think if anybody knows heroin, you're not, it's not about, Oh, we got to have a round team or we got to make sure we fill all the slots. <laughs> That's for sure. It's the exactly. right people. And I've always encouraged it. And, and some of my favorite skateboarders are, you know, I like Fabiana Delfino. She's one of my favorite skateboarders right now. Yeah. And me and my friend are just like, dude, did you see her new clip? Like we get stoked on that. Hell yeah. But also I've had one girl sponsor me video. In the entire 20 years that I've like been running my company. Interesting. I've had one. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm sure more had, will come. I'm sure more will come soon. I'm sure more will come. But I've had like at least 500 from dudes. 
Like yeah. I get I get them every day. Like, oh hey, look, have you got a space on your team? And like I got it this morning. First thing I woke up and I'm like, dude's trying to get on. But I had one. There's you've got to think that it's why as well. Because, you know, I you know, I am a big fan of a lot of girl skateboarders. But a lot of the ones who are at the level that should be sponsored are already hooked up. Yeah. It's got to come natural on heroin. I think you got to, you got to come up on the ranks. It's not like a, um, there's definitely yeah. histories that definitely will intertwine. I think one will cross your path for sure. But yeah, I always, I always wonder, was there some on flow? Cause I'm sure there's definitely some people you put some boards with that we don't, we haven't heard yet that are coming yeah. up. Yes, yes. And it's like, it's, it's funny because the flow thing a few years ago, I was like, dude, everybody who I give boards to is like busting their ass. Like, like I don't, I don't believe in flow. Well, let's not do that anymore. Okay. But, but then, so I made everybody on the team, like every, I put everybody on the team, and every everyone superfluous was kind of cut from that, you know. So, but um. Yeah, because you don't have many pros. You have some pros, but not every. You you treat everybody a little equally. What I, that's what I do. I, like I feel like everybody should be treated equally, and and you know, if you want to be pro, then you've you've got to really work for it, and and everybody. Everybody I feel like has, you know. Even guys who aren't even on the team anymore, you still put out there. That's how I, say, yeah. I do like that. <laughs> sure. Um, have you been up to date on all the Chris Pullman stuff? Oh yeah, I'm a fan. That is oh, for good. sure. Oh good. God, that flow, that that line today, what they had for that skate shop, man, that one was a couple of days ago. That was fantastic. Yeah, it's on. yeah it's nice. Yeah. I like that one video they put out of him a couple of years ago where they, um, you know, were just saying what you've been up to and like how he shows up at the park with the squeegees and yeah. like, and how he's just there and they're like, who's that old timer, you know, like that kind of stuff. I was skating with him 20 years ago and people were saying, who's that old guy? That's awesome. I mean, that's just his, but well, the style, style speaks for itself. And this, but, the, but the story is not that he's an old guy and he came back and he's skating. The story is that he's he had some problems. He had mental um, issues and depression issues and yeah. got through that. And he's, he's sort of bettered himself and, and he's come back and in, in love with skateboarding again. And I think that's an, an important narrative. You know, it's it not is. like he's been skating the whole time. He's overcome stuff. And I think that's, that's really important. To, it's to hard to age up. And with your, you know, being a person who doesn't have common interests, it's definitely hard to age up and come to a new identities as you enter new, uh, even just when you look in the mirror and, or, you yeah. know, but it is really hard to change your identity sometimes because you don't want to, you don't need to, but the world's telling you to. Um, exactly. No, I like that. I like that he found a balance by it. And I've seen it recently with another friend of mine who he built a mini ramp in his house now he's got a ramp, mini ramp in the backyard too. And he's fully just given into, no, I'm a skater. I'm a, you know, I'm a 45 year old skater for life. You that's know? So yeah. That's really good. Matt, full of more of it, it's going to carry on. You know, people are going to be skating until 50 and 60, you know? Oh yeah. I've seen older. I've seen those older times. I mean, I've seen even older sure, times. Yeah. You see the 80 year old guy who dropped in for the first time. <laughs> Look great. And younger. I mean, I keep on seeing younger and younger, uh, three years old, four years old shredding. Yeah. Man. Crazy, huh? Matt, what about um? Well, what about you? Uh, as far as um, yourself staying fit and yourself mentally, physically, I think they're joined. Uh, have you been able to stay on the skateboard or get out on? What What do you do for yourself? Man, I tell you, I used to skate every single day, and I used to, and it's taken me a while to figure out my my sort of schedule. And what it is, I get up, 
and then I work all day long. I do freelance graphics and I do whiteboard graphics and I do I do things for, you know, my brand. And then when the sun starts going down, I'll go to Galvanza, which is like a four yep. minute drive from my house. And I did that for like two or three years, like every single day. Well, every single day that was my schedule. And then when COVID hit, everybody's at Galvanza and everyone's like not wearing a mask and partying, yeah. hanging out. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, dude. Like there's there's people like in my life who can't can't go getting it. I can't be the one responsible if yep. I get it. You know, there's people who I know who are family who are, you know, have these sort of um, uh, compromised immune systems. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have to be very, very, very careful. So I haven't been able to get out much at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, no other, were you ever into biking or any other activities? I mean, what, you got jump rope? Run. I used oh, to run right. a lot. Yeah, I was a, I used to run uh, cross country stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I just go for walks now. Yeah. I, I, I'm up in the mountains, like, and it's just like, it's, it's so beautiful up here. And I can just like walk out of my house and I can be in the national forest and I just walk out into the hills and it's pretty cool. Man, plenty so of inspiration. Really fit, you know? That's great. Plenty. And that's great for the mind out there, that peace, the solidarity. I mean, I, I bring my, I usually bring some music out in my hikes too. I love going hiking. Yeah. Man, that, in that area. And then you got inspired and started doing your cabin drawings. I, I love that that one, the one that you first picked was picked by others as like. Yeah, it's um, Robert E. Wood was a famous watercolor artist. He was part yeah. of the American Watercolor Society. Um, and actually that piece is uh, oh, cool. drawing of my hike. Uh, and that's oh, yeah. right here. Yeah, it's a glycy print, and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's beautiful. It looks like an original watercolor. Man, I love the prints on that paper. It soaks up the ink pretty nice. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, really. Um, he was the one who drew it, and then a lot of other people have drawn that same cabin. It's uh, it's really interesting. There's certain things like that I've come across in my life. I like to think of them as like these, like you know, signposts in the world where people are just drawn to them, and there and it can be all and especially from skateboarding and looking at graffiti. For me, um, you know, I notice a lot of architecture, a lot of buildings, and you start seeing like, oh man, people really this affects them. Uh, this spot. Yeah, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Now, um, one of the reasons I ended up living in America was uh, Justin Regan was the one who got me into, Respect, Austin, yeah. you know, got, got that going. And he lives, he has a cabin in the same town as me. He bought it a couple of years ago and he lives opposite that little fishing cabin. Oh, cool. <laughs> it drew him too. Out of his window. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's mental. Man, so you get you guys can pat, uh, see neighbors again. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just down the street. Man, uh, I mean, I'm sure Justin's a mentor to you in some ways or an inspiration. But who who else comes to mind that you're thankful for? That you who's inspires you? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, Justin's definitely one of those dudes. Like, absolutely. Um, this this guy called like when you say that, like it springs to mind. Um, well, Eric Dressen is oh, one of them. Man. You know, he did a demo in my hometown in uh, 1988 or 89, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was like seeing that demo was like, all right, I'm a skateboarder now. You know, I was, a, I was a skateboarder since Back to the Future. But like since seeing that demo, I was like, okay, this is, this is my jam now. His you know? moves, his attitude, what, what, the whole thing. 
Yeah, just the way he skated. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, man. My dress, I saw a dress and I was getting a tattoo at a shop where he was apprenticing and he just, yeah. the whole time I was getting the tattoo, I was just like, that's dressing there. He's cleaning up. He's doing the trash. He's wiping it. He's setting up tubes. That's dressing over there. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. Like it's so, it's so funny. Cause I'm like friends with him. I like, I'll call him and like, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, hang out. But when I see him at like an, an event, I'll be like, dude, it's fucking dressing. Like I get really, really stoked. <laughs> Art in the street show that was yeah. like right. So I went to the premiere for that. I went to the like the opening night, and people were like, "Oh hey, like oh there's Christina Ricci and there's Pamela Anderson and there's oh, all these people." I'm like, "Yeah yeah yeah, cool." I was like, "Fucking hell, there's Eric Dresser!" <laughs> like that's who I come out on hardest. It's he's he deserves it, man. He deserves the accolades and like I like it. I mean the style. Talk about effortless style. I mean that's for yeah. sure. Man who. Uh, any any people you've mentored? Are you do you like to mentor kids or anybody who's come up under you, Foss? I don't know. I mean, I, I just try and help everybody out as yeah. much as I can. You know? And I'm like, give them tips. People call you advice. Yeah, people ask me advice all the time, and you know, some of them listen to what I say, and some of them don't. So you know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. Do you give similar advice? Like, I mean, you seem like a good listener. So, do you give them similar advice, or do you, uh, or is it? Case by case. Well, it's case by case. It, it really depends. A lot of it's about doing skateboard graphics and how oh. to break into that thing, you know. So, you know, and I'm just like, look, all I can say is like, here's what I did, and it's easier nowadays because because um, you got the internet and you don't have to like physically like print out a pitch and like send it to a company, care of the art director, yeah. not even knowing the dude's name. Hopefully you know, it'll show up. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get it. And then hopefully they'll even look at it and then hopefully they'll even write back to you. So, yeah. you know, and I've got, I've got stuff from Todd Francis actually uh, was at Deluxe in 1997 when I was like sending pictures, maybe 96, 96. Um, and I, I'd sent pictures for graphics over there and he, he wrote a lovely reply saying like, look, it's not really what we're looking for, but awesome. And like, keep up the good work and stuff like that. Man, yeah, you got to just keep trying. That's for sure. I mean, that, the, <laughs> yeah, that's, you can't get too butthurt. Like I, to this day, I'll pick stuff to like brands, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is it. Like this is gonna make their brand look so good. They're gonna be so stoked." And they'll they'll be like, "Nah, it's a pass." And I'm like, "Fuck, really?" <laughs> oh, it's hard. Yeah, no, but you got to keep it moving. And then look, you find a new home for it. That's how the cabin drawings birth to a new place. Yeah. You know. That's it. I picked the cabin joys to girl and element. Man, the uh, I had uh, I used to do uh, send people FedEx if I was pitching something because then they'd be like, right. ooh, ooh, a FedEx. It must be important, uh, and then they don't. Uh, <laughs> Old style, man. Uh, in that kind of in your skill set, what do you th- most thankful you've learned? Like you know, like I mean, you, you know, art, business. Design, what what's something you're thankful that you've learned over the years as far as a tool? Well, drawing um, is really important and not just like drawing within your comfort zone, like pushing yourself. Like um, I went to art school. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, get my tuition paid for by the, by the state in, in England years ago. So I could afford to go to a, uh, an art school and, you know, I worked in factories growing up, Isaac, and I thought that that was what I was going to be doing 
for the rest of my life, really. And then I got this opportunity to go to art school because the government was still like paying for sort of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only reason I got to do that. And learning to draw like from life, like life drawing stuff is so fucking important. Oh yeah. It was enough confidence to be able to draw like anything. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I've got to draw like a bicycle. Oh, that's going to be tough with all the spokes. But, I, you know, I got this, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I've done that. And it's, I, I really think that's the cornerstone. Like, if you can draw, that will come through in everything you do. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Do, you go, do you go real loose first? Are you like, a, I know you have a sketchbook, but do you go real loose, like, you know, like arm out, kind of, you know, natural, that kind of? Uh, I don't. Like, a lot of it is like, if I have an idea for something, I'll be like, oh my God, put it in. down. I'm scribbling. But if I'm like, oh, okay, I want to do this and I want to do this and reference this. So I'll sort of like try and pull it together from a bunch of different sources. Do you have interest in collaborating with people like a writer or somebody to like write a story for, you know, and then you're illustrating a story or anything like this? Well, not, not really because I'm, I've got sort of um, stuff that I, I've done that in the past, but okay. um, it's stuff that I've, I'm trying to put out a comic book at the moment. Like, and it's, it, it's really tough because there's like a million fucking redrawers. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? like, I've got this story. I know how I want it to be. It's like the first issue does this and this and this. And then like, I'm like, I want every page to be perfect. And it's like, it's kind of tough. And I'm trying to like get it to move along and be like, Right, that page is done, and I'm happy with it, and I like want to sign off on it. But it's it's a tough one, really. Oh, so, sure. drag someone else into that isn't something what I'm looking to do at the moment. Yeah. But maybe down the line, you know. Man, comic art, I just love it. I love. I mean, one of my favorite, Jeff Darrow. When I seen some of his pencil sketches, I don't know if you know this artist, but I mean, how he gets he, in there. Met him at Comic Con a few years ago. I've got like two signed pieces in my room. That tight pencil work, I mean, I don't, and then getting into inking, but that pencil work that he does, I'm amazed by. He's incredible. He's and the such, layouts. Such a nice blog. I, I chatted to him for a while. Like, first Comic Con I ever went to. And, like, I talked to him in NOLA, and he was kind of a bastard. And then <laughs> Darrow was right next to him, and Darrow was, like, the coolest fucking guy. I love his size. Beefy, dude. He was talking about Eagle Rock, where I live in LA. He was like, oh, yeah, there used to be a cool bowling alley out there. Oh, man, him and Heath go to the same bowling alley. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's that looks cool, man. My last question for you, uh, but what about um, attitude? I mean, do you have to work on your attitude? Do you think that's key to having your um, happiness or success? I mean, do you think is some of you give advice to people on his, their attitude? Oh, it's like my I, I think I was raised I feel like lucky because I was raised pretty well like um, my mom's a Baptist and um, so I was raised in that scenario like yeah I was raised in the church and, and stuff and so I, I've really been taught to keep, treat everybody equal from an yep. early age and not be sort of like looked down on anybody and I feel like that's really important you know so I feel lucky in the, that respect, but I've, I've always sort of tried to treat people with a bunch of respect, you know. Um, and, that helps and, the attitude. Right thing and have a healthy attitude. And I, I hope that comes across, you know. Um, of course, I'm English, you know, so the, there's, sometimes that can be, come across as being sort of 
brashness, I guess, maybe, or, or you know, speaking our mind a little bit too much. But you know, that's that's how it is. But right. maybe people uh, listen with the accent, like like uh, like Odell said, they want to listen, they want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, and you're gonna have to put subtitles on this because only people are gonna understand about thirty percent of what I say. You know? <laughs> it's an international audience. That's good. Well, Foss, man, it's been fantastic to talk to you. I really enjoyed it. Um, nice. And I, I definitely, I mean, I think a lot of young people are starting to, you know, you, you've been putting your stuff out there long enough that young people are starting to uh, notice it and get inspired by it. So I hope to see a lot of uh, Foss underlings and Foss, uh, you know, people coming up inspired by you. Hopefully not too many. <laughs> There's only one Foss. You can't copy it. You know? We'll keep it going, Foss. Thank you, man. All right. Anytime. And that's the show for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and so you'll hear more interviews with creative people.